Welcome to episode 166 of the Twim Show. This is your Sajid and today I'm going over the notable news and updates uh, from the week of June 19 through 23, 2023. Okay, first off, uh, there is an update from YouTube. YouTube is actually launching a new thumbnail A-B testing tool. Uh, this will allow creators and, you know, anyone who creates video on YouTube to be able to test multiple, um, you know, cover art. Uh, or thumbnails, images. Up until now, without this, what you had to do is you had to use a third-party service that was charging about $30 to $50 a month and would give you some insights. So I think, you know, for people who don't want to pay, this is a great tool. Uh, again, this also tells you that you should always build a business uh, that is not reliant on the platform itself because the platform can actually choose to build, build that functionality into their platform any day in the future and obviously you will have to find a new um, you know model revenue model uh, with that let's move on to the next one because we do have a lot of updates this week um, okay tiktok is pushing into e-commerce and now is expanded tiktok shops to all businesses in the u.s uk canada and france this allows businesses to sell products directly through tiktok it has been growing rapidly in popularity uh, in the first quarter itself, TikTok seems like uh, they've generated about a, um, oh no, $1 billion in gross uh, GMV. I don't know what that is, um, but I think they sold about a billion dollars through TikTok. That's a lot. I mean, imagine, um, think about that. You know, Instagram, Facebook actually failed in this space. Uh, YouTube is still struggling. Uh, so TikTok, for some reason, it is gaining popularity, okay? Uh, to, uh, to join the TikTok shop program, businesses need to have a TikTok account and a Shopify or EC weed store. And once they're approved, they can start adding products to the TikTok shop and link, linking the products catalog to TikTok. So I think they made it easier to sell. Okay, so that's a good boost for Shopify as well. Next up, Instagram now lets you download public reels. That's something, uh, obviously, it's something you as a poster or a creator can choose whether it's uh, available for download. Uh, but if it's downloadable, then you can download and reshare. So that's a very good for Instagram. Next up. LinkedIn has this new image, uh, fake image or new Im AI image detector that catches 99% of the fake profiles. So this is great. But then again, uh, LinkedIn, I do not know if they really need to use an AI image detector. I mean, how? what do I know? I think, you know, for every image, uh, you know, there are other ways they can do it. Nevertheless, I'm happy to see that you know, LinkedIn is cutting down on this thing uh, or doing something actively versus Facebook when they have been knowing for years where there have been, you know, complaints about someone uh, impersonating someone else. Like, you know, for example, you could create an account, script my account, Instagram account, and then create a fake Sajid profile with some slight variation. And then, you know, that, uh, and then you try to ban me, or even if I were to complain, that's a long drawn out process. So, Instagram never really attacked that, but Instagram went ahead and um, worked on other crappy stuff. So I'm happy to see that uh, LinkedIn is doing something about it. And in 2022, LinkedIn has removed 21 million fake accounts. That's a big number, right? Okay, next up, uh, talking about Facebook and Meta. Obviously, it wasn't planned, but it just so happened that and I've kind of uh, put these updates right next to each other like this way, maybe. Um, or maybe I did it subconsciously, but anyway, Meta is expanding their real ads program to Instagram. Up until now, it was available on Facebook. Now, uh, Facebook Reels only. Now you can add 
ads on uh, Instagram ads uh, reels as well. Okay, uh, and talking about other up- updates from Meta is that Meta has this new tool called VoiceBox that can translate text to audio in a variety of style and uh, voices and to six different languages. Um, you know, this is a feature that has been in TikTok for a while. Uh, so now Meta or Instagram is rolling it out. Go ahead and check it out if you want to use them. Moving on to the Google landscape, GA4, now you can control conversion credits. So basically it's a new feature that allows you to select which channels are eligible to receive conversion credit for web conversions shared with Google ads. This means that you can now choose to give credit to organic and paid channels even if the last non-direct click was was not from a Google ad, okay? Uh, This new feature can help you get a more accurate picture of the impact of your marketing campaigns. For example, if you're running a paid campaign and you see that the organic traffic is also converting, you cannot give credit to both channels. This will help you to allocate your budget more effectively and improve your ROI. I like it. Uh, So, you know, up until now, you'd probably have to use third-party solutions like Hyros. Even even though I haven't used Hyros, I'm assuming they can do that for you. Uh, You can... Get away from using that tool up until a little later when you probably get a lot more sophisticated and have more uh, ad spend. But for smaller ones, I think you can play around. Again, you as a business owner would not be doing this. You would have your people who do it or your agency doing it. So I think this is good. Talking about Google, uh, Google has sued a rank and rent marketer. There was they're running a Facebook group called Rank and Rent GMB Strategy and Domination, and basically Google is saying they have created fake businesses, fake websites, and associating them over uh, voice over IP, phone numbers whose area codes correspond to the fake businesses' supposed location. Uh, Google alleges that marketer has been associated with over 350 fake business profiles since mid 2021. Now, come to think about it, folks, this is a very bad thing, right? And I've always said you should not be uh, resorting to black hat or gray hat tactics or anything that is not kosher. And this is actually a great example. So, you know, Google just doesn't wake up and say, let's file. That means there has been a lot of silent investigation process and Google is doing a lot of things. So, you know, you don't want to be, I hope you're not one of those businesses that kind of, you know, did took service from rank and rent and you know i will let this play out the way it needs to play out but i just wanted you to be aware that you know you should not resort to any you know cheap tactics or this thing or if anyone to say hey we are going to get you ranked in day one on google in six months run away from them that's it nothing else Google has launched new INP report uh, in Search Console to help you tr- prepare for FID to INP transition. FID basically means first input delay. Go- that was a metric that Google used to track now. Uh, we used to track in the past. Now Google is switching into INP, which is uh, uh, next paint, right, as a core web vital metric. So what that basically means is that it's not, before it used to, when the page render, Google used to calculate how long does it take for a user to get the page in focus so they can in, enter or input a text or something. Now they're moving away and just say it's moving into INP, which is interaction to next paint. I mean, how well can it, is the website responsive, right? 
um, uh, is like you know it's basically a measure of how long it takes for a user to be able to interact with the page after it has loaded. It's a more accurate measure of user experience than FID as it takes into account the time it takes for the browser to paint the first content on the page as well as the time it takes for the user to be able to interact with that content. And the first INP report in Google Search Console shows you the following data. The average INP for the page, the percentage of users who experienced an INP of 100 milliseconds or less, the percentage of users who experienced of an INP of 300 milliseconds or less. Google has not yet announced a specific date for the FID to INP transition, but it is expected to happen in, uh, by March 2024. Okay, by using the INP report in Google Search Console, you can start preparing your site for the change and ensure that users have a good experience. Experience is a big thing to Google, uh, in addition to having valuable content, uh, because you know if you don't have a good experience, you're going to jump away from the site. So, with that, let's move on to the other update from Google, which is Google has postponed the data-driven attribution switch. Uh, what this basically means is that they were going to switch it into that uh, they are going to default everyone into data-driven attribution and it was supposed to happen mid-June. Now they're moving it to mid-July. So basically, you can still use uh, first-click, linear, time decay, and position-based attribution model uh, uh, for new conversion actions till mid-July. However, once the switch is made, all, all these models will be re removed from Google Ads reporting. Again, I would say data-driven data is much better and for your uh, attribution than everything else. But hey, if you want to play around with it, go for it. Google now Google Ads now lets you track store sales and optimize your bids uh, for performance max campaigns. Uh, so if you're running performance max campaigns, which you should be because Google is pushing everyone into performance max, and apparently uh, there is an update. I think I dropped it somewhere, behind, you know, in the forward in the. It's going to show up today where Google is basically moving everyone or uh, pushing everyone to move from DSA, which is, you know, dynamic search ads to performance max. Uh, so if you have performance max ads running and you have offline conversions, say people walk into your store, you can upload that data into performance max. And then, you know, Google kind of match it up and they says, you know, oh, this is the ad. This is this person. So Google does this magic in the behind the scenes that they will figure out who is who. And it's somewhat accurate. It works. How they do it, I they don't have shared all the data information with us. So I do not know, but it works is all I can tell you. Okay. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so now moving on to the SEO front, Google's John Mueller warns custom elements in he in head can hurt SEO. Now in head as in the head tag of uh, HTML page. Uh, so a lot of people go in and do a lot of custom st stuff on over there. And John Mueller is saying don't do that. If you really have to do something, you know, use JSON or you know structured data in the in a head tag of HTML page uh, versus because uh, if you do other stuff in there then you know obviously the Google bot is not going to be able to uh, render the page properly and it's going to basically hurt you in your SEO. That's what it all means. And if your homepage is not indexed uh, then Google uh, Google's John Miller says uh, that there, there could be a uh, few things. Number one is the homepage may not be linked to from any other pages on the website. This is very important. The homepage may have been blocked from crawling by robots.txt or meta robots tag. The homepage may contain errors that prevented Google bot, bot from crawling it successfully, and the homepage may not have enough content to be indexed. Uh, Miller also said that the crawl budget it could be a factor here, even though you know for smaller sites it's not a big thing, but for smaller uh, big sites it is. Uh, if it is the crawl uh, budget could be an uh, issue. Uh, 
Now to fix, add links to the homepage from other pages on the site. Remove any ro robot.txt or meta robot tags that are blocking the homepage from being crawled. Fix any errors that are preventing Googlebot from crawling the homepage successfully. Add more content to the homepage. Obviously, if you want to find out any of this stuff, you, could sh you need to start looking at the Google Search Console to, f to begin with. And if you are moving domains or rebuilding a new domain uh, or, you know, redesigning the whole website. So the advice from John Mueller is that you should first create the site, start adding content, then you should flip the switch, right? Do not do like, you know, like a little bit of migration along the way because, you know, it's just going to create duplicate content and Google is going to get you in, you are going to get into trouble with Google. That's what all it uh, comes down to from what um, John Mueller is saying. And now if you need any help with migration or anything like that, you can obviously, you're welcome to reach out to us. Uh, but if not, do it on your own. But just keep in mind, yeah, just do it like build a site, then flip the switch. You can build a site and while it's under building development, you could actually put it into uh, no index mode. But if you do that, make sure you uh, remove that no index mode uh, after you go live. If not, you're going to have the issue that I mentioned previously, which is your homepage is not indexed. Okay, talking about indexing, Google's Gary Ilya says, you know, there are a lot of plugins for chat, uh, for on ChatGPT for SEO, but he's saying do not use it because, you know, SEO uh, is complex. Your plugin may not um, know uh, your website and it could recommend things that are not necessarily true or it is giving you, you know, AIs are uh, sometimes, you know, ChatGPT go through this thing called hallucination, gives you things that look so convincing. However, it's not right and you are going to get into a whole lot of trouble and a whole lot of hurt. And I can agree with that. I've actually posted a video on my personal channel, YouTube channel, just for, you know, a capturing process where I've asked some about um, event and the AI has spit back an article summarizing about the event where the dates are wrong, events are wrong, the people you know affected in the event are wrong. It's just like a big mess, okay? And by the way, that event happens to be that uh, airplane uh, that crashed in the mountains of Virginia because the pilot uh, was you know not unresponsive and it just uh, I think hit into the things. And when I asked the AI, the bar tool, hey, what happened? It just made up things. Oh, it looks so unbelievably true. Uh, and if I hadn't known, the, if I was reading it for the first time, and if I hadn't known what it was talking about, um, um, I would have believed it. Okay. With that, oh, this is the one that this is something that should have been in the, like a few slides back, but it's now here. It's Google Ads. Ads is phasing out dynamic search ads, uh, and is pushing uh, a performance max, a more sophisticated campaign type that can reach wider audience and generate more con conversions. Um, when you upgrade dynamic search ads to Pmax, your existing assets, settings, and budget will be used to create a new Pmax campaign. You can then uh, continue to optimize your Pmax campaign as you would do with any other Google Ads campaign. Okay. Microsoft is renaming some of the stuff. Uh, Microsoft Advertising becomes Microsoft Ads. Xander becomes Microsoft Audience ne Network. And Promote IQ becomes Microsoft Retail Media. That's all you need to know. And Microsoft is adding predictive targeting to its ad platform. So with this predictive targeting, and it's an artificial intelligence-powered advertising tool that uses machine learning to help advertisers reach new receptive audience and drive higher conversion rates. Uh, it's available to all advertisers on the Microsoft Audience Network. 
network. The predictive targeting tool uses a variety of data points, including website traffic, search history, social media activity to create a profile for each user. This profile is then used to predict which ads are most likely to be clicked by on each by clicked on by each user. Okay, uh, so this is pretty interesting. Uh, you know, it seems like you know this is Microsoft is making progress in leaps and bounds and adding new features and things that you know somehow this platform is really getting better every day and it remains to be seen i haven't run ads in microsoft uh, in microsoft ads in a while so i have to actually test it out and see how this works out okay but that's for another day for now folks that's it for this week in marketing now you know everything to be in the know this is your sajid signing off until next week take care bye bye